Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome everyone to Socratic Theory. My name is Socrates Trinidad, your host. And here today, we're going to be talking about personal finance. And we're going to give you some, ti some tips and tricks and some, some resources on how to increase your own personal finance or pass and share the information with someone else. In this chapter, in this episode, we're, we're, I am interviewing Amari Gonzalez. I'm so glad to have him here today. He is one of Salem State um, University alumni 2018. He was the vice president of Association of, of Latinos uh, of Professionals for America, right? And for finance and accounting. Right now he's working in a tech startup company and he has a lot of great information and resource to share with you all. I'm so glad to have him. Please, please help me welcome Amari Gonzalez and please give us a little bit of introduction. Thank you for being here today. Amari, how's it going? Tell me, introduce yourself. How's it going, brother? No, thank you. Everything's um, going pretty good. It's been a, a tough year, but glad to be working. Um, always humble to be alive, have great network, uh, friends, connections, and definitely stay in touch with your loved ones. And I've been doing that this year, which has helped. Um, as Socrates said, um, I graduated in 2018 uh, with a degree in marketing. Uh, during my time, I was on the Association of Latino Professionals for America, um, a nonprofit that's dedicated um, specifically towards helping accounting and um, finance professionals just develop their careers. Um, but over the time, we decided to just expand out and welcome all um, Latinos um, and other minorities as well from Salem State. Uh, I currently work in marketing for a tech startup uh, in the Boston area. I've been in sales for two years. Uh, it, was, it was a grind. It was a lot of fun. Um, but with the pandemic, I thought it was a good time to make a career shift uh, since I wasn't getting as much commission as I used to. Um, but part of me always wanted to explore marketing. So now I've been um, in marketing for about six months, mainly doing social media and blog posts for our company. Um, so it's been a great year, a good transition, good time to focus on many other things and, and really get a grasp on personal finance. Absolutely. And man, it seems like a, it, it seems like just like an upward trend that you're going on. And I'm so glad to be part of your network. I'm so I'm so excited to have you here on this podcast and to be able to share your knowledge with everyone. I think it's very important to know give this information out and be able to help others get to where they need to and one of the important key um subjects that everyone is you know right now during this pandemic is is having trouble with or trying to learn how to handle or, or trying to learn how to save more and trying to get more knowledge of is, is their personal finance and you being part of that organization at salem state you know that, um, that association and being vp you know, I am excited to hear more, you know, of your strategies, more of the resources and, and tools that you have and that has been able to help you. And if you'd be able, you know, to please share some of share some of the um, share some of that with us today. Yeah, definitely. I'd be more than happy to help. Um, I think personal finance, you know, it really starts with with yourself. Um, you know, there's a hundred different definitions of what you would define, but I think for me, it's, you know, you take in a certain amount of money through your jobs, through your side hustles, through everything you do, and then you have to spend a certain amount based on, you know, where you choose to live and how much your rent is, um, whether or not you have a car and those things. So to me, personal finance is just about really managing and in, in its simplicity, it's like 
how much do you make, how much do you spend, and how much do you save on a month-to-month basis. Um, so obviously, as you know, many things in life come up, like unexpected uh, healthcare expenses, which hopefully have a, a healthcare account or FSA or something to your company. Um, just being able to prepare for that, and for me, it's it's been huge. Um, I think the first part really starts with tracking what's going out the door, um, and then over time, you're able to kind of optimize it. So. I think one thing that I like to do, um, and I usually do it on a monthly basis, but when you first start, is taking your last three months of expenses, um, and whichever account you use. For me, I use Bank of America, um, even though I should probably switch because I don't like them. <laughs> but just yeah. only kidding. Um, no, I don't like them either. I, pick- I had a bad experience with them too. I'm not even gonna lie. I had a bad experience. I was like, "Wow, Bank of America, that's interesting." But yeah, I mean, whatever finance institution you have, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess Bank of America is not going to be a sponsor on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if it works for you, do what works for you. But today, you know, with some of your ideas and toolbox, we're going to be able to to see if this works. You know, for for the people listening today, as you said, you know, personal finance has to do with how much is, how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, and how much you're saving. So when you're talking about money coming in, you know, do you talk about on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, or on a yearly basis? Like, how do you think someone should should handle that if whether they have a salary or don't have a salary, if they're working a gig, you know, in the gig economy, they're working a weekly. Like, like it, does it just depends on on their situation, or or just people that got that are just hustlers like us, and we try to make money. You know, we we we, we got we, we'll shovel snow today, tomorrow we'll mow the lawn for someone. <laughs> the next day, the next day, you know, we we'll, we'll help someone. You know, do a handy job, and you making cash. However, and then we have our own, you know, our our job or money and things like that. Like, well. What suggestions do you get? Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, it's funny with our Northeaster here today, I saw many of my neighbors uh, shoveling their own snow. And, you know, I was thinking, man, it's time to get back to work. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. get some extra hustle. <laughs> right. And, that, know, is, that is one them. extra way to make some 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 additional <laughs> income, which, you know, income is income. The most important thing out of these three you know elements that we're going to explore more of, you know, money, you know, money coming in, money going out, money saving. I know these three different elements have, you know, a big role and how you handle personal finance you know you you know you're trying to make as much money as possible we, we understand that by you know elevating your your your, your self-development your leadership style and, and your resume and as you elevate that you'll be able to increase your your income by increasing you know the the way you think the, you know the way you're prepared and your, your your education level and all those things and then you know how much you spend you know the type of lifestyle that you're living that you want to live and 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 how to balance your you know getting getting resources to cut down on on how you're spending things i know that's a very another important element and then as you explain saving the saving element you know how do you save do you save in percentages do you save you know in in dollar in dollar amounts and that was the three different elements that i, I really want to get into today and i know you got the knowledge for it so what can you tell us about those three different elements or which one do you think is the most important or if you could touch a little bit about each one yeah definitely um i think to start off income um I would say consistently, you know, we if you work in a job um, or you have, you know, some sort of SSI or some sort of government thing, you right. kind of know, like, generally when the money's coming in. I usually I usually like to handle it on a monthly basis. So if you're getting paid, it's about you can expect two checks a month. Um, and then it's always cool when you have those two random months where you get three <laughs> and you're like, ball of status. Um, but 
Yeah, I think on a monthly basis, I think the first thing is just getting a grasp on what's currently been happening. So when you take the last three statements, um, you can kind of get an average of how much income you have coming in monthly and then see like, okay, I'm getting, you know, 1300 for my job um, and those kind of things. And then you can also see like, was there random incomes? Um, You know, obviously, if it's the beginning of the year, maybe you get... um, I forget the refund check and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like to do it on a three or four month basis for both income and expenses, because um, when you when you have the data like over time, you'll be able to kind of average out random one off things, right? Like if if in January you get your refund check and your income's a thousand dollars higher, as you start to expand it out through the year, maybe it's um, you know if it's three months, it's going to be an extra three hundred thirty-three dollars. Um, but then if you expand it over twelve months, it's another eighty-three dollars. So then the you grab the baseline but then realistically it's for that next year then that next year you can be like oh i predict that this you know this check's gonna come in and then i know like around how much time it's gonna come i find there's a lot of random expenses and i think the more months of data you have to pull from the more you can incorporate them and the great example is for me um this whole year didn't spend almost any money on um healthcare. And then, of course, November comes along and <laughs> um, I had to get, you know, a root canal um, on my tooth above. And fortunately, insurance covered a bunch of it. But then that's another, um, you know, after everything, it was about 400 or something. And now for each year to save for that healthcare expense, now going into 2021, I'll be like, OK, 400 divided by 12 is roughly 30. So if I put aside another $30 a month um, plus give or take, then the next time I get a healthcare expense like that, I'm already good because I've, I've been saving. So I think just having, um, when you first start off, like the last two or three months, you can kind of see, and then you can predict. Um, so usually for me, my check is, you know, the same because the same um, transportation expenses get taken out, the same healthcare. Um, so then each two weeks, and then it's it's cool because then over time you can start to predict what your income is going to be next month. Because if you get two checks for, you know, 1500, then the next month, you know, it's going to be 3000. And then once you start to get that consistency, then you can start to figure out like, all right, how do I get more money? Um, How much more should I earn? Because you're gonna have that with expenses too, where you're gonna be like, oh, I consistently spend, you know, for me, it's 750 a month on rent. you know, so then when months come in the future, you'll be like, oh, I know I'm going to make 3000 because of the checks. I know it's 750 And then it just gives you that predictability um, over time. Right. And but during, of course, there's random things. Right. But during during these times of pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. They don't have a secure income. So how do someone try to manage that? One week, it can go up. The next week, it can be zero. You know, so what advice do you have for someone trying to you know, control their finance and, and, and they, they feel like money's always coming out, always coming out, always coming out. They, they receive a little bit of money and then bam, they got to pay for food. Bam, they got to pay for this. Bam, they got to pay for all these expenses that they have written down because it's very important to have all your expenses written down. But when, when your income's at zero and you have all these expenses, what do you suggest to do? What do you recommend? Yeah, and the- that's tough, and I wish I could say this sounded unfamiliar, but this was the first 18 years of my life. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all come from uh, certain backgrounds and stuff too, and for me, it was uh, very limiting. I think, um, you, you know, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things you start to realize is it's not really so much as how much you make. Um, I think real, realistically, you need to know how much you make consistently, but I think lowering expenses 
um, on things is, is important. I think where it kind of stems in is you have to pick like what things are important to you and what do you want to achieve and what's not so important, right? So if you love to travel, right? You know, you're going to spend money on flights and things. What that means is you're spending a lot of money to go other places. Maybe that means you're not going to be able to buy a new couch for your um, for your house or something. So I think a lot of people, it's about figuring out what are the things that are important to you and what do you value and then cutting out other expenses. Like for me, you know, for those of you that see that video, um, you know, my wall is very plain. I don't have a lot of other stuff. I do have posters that I got to hang up um, and those things. But for me, it's like I don't value so much, you know, making everything look nice and, and that thing, um, you know, besides it looking decent. <laughs> you so, know, so, don't want to say a little bit. So, so, right. yeah, so, go so before going into, into your personal finance plan, you, you're telling me that it's important to first figure out what is important to you. Yes. So once you know what's important to you, you know, right now you don't have a job. You're trying to get, you're trying to get unemployment. You might be in this position. You might try to, you're, you're, you're applying for a lot of different positions, but you're waiting for the interview. So right now you're trying to figure out, okay, what's important to you? So I got to cut these things off. I got to stop all this because I don't have the money to do it. But once I get money to do it, you know, really figuring out what's important, you know, whether it's saving or whether, you know, paying your bills on time or doing what you love to do, which can get you in trouble. Because if you start traveling, you know, and not saving, and you start traveling and you don't start, you know, worrying about your expenses, then, you know, you could get into 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 some, into some a hole. And we're trying to make sure that, you know, we're trying to educate everybody not to get into that hole. We understand that life is short and everybody wants to live it up and everything. So after you know what what's important to you, the next step would be was is to pretty much come up, write down all your expenses. Right after yeah, write down I all, think figuring right? those. Yep. Yeah, I would say once you figure out what's important to you, you know that like, so once you figure out what's important to you, you kind of know where you want your money to go, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're saying what's important to me is traveling, you know that ideally you want your money in personal finance to go there because one of the things about personal finance is it's different from person to person right and yeah, it's you know it's you have this large umbrella term but personal finance to somebody it depends on on where you're at because um not so much the definition but like think about this you know for me i may want to if i have a it's like okay all expenses aside you have you get an extra 200 dollars. you know what i mean that you weren't planning what do you use it on for me you know what I mean? I might use that to, you know, buy a course online, learn something, you know, I mean, buy a, a microphone. So the next time I'm on these podcasts, it sounds crisp, um, that kind of thing. It but sounds then for crisp. Somebody else... You're sounding good. You're sounding good. <laughs> but you're sounding real clear. You know, you got the whole mic set. You know, you mean, it's amazing, you know. And, and, you know, I was on a previous interview, you know, that it went great and they didn't have a mic, but it's okay. You know, I'm just glad that you're here with us today and you're able to share this information with everyone of how important it is having your personal finance and how different it is for each individual person is different so for me you yeah. know it could be education for you it could be traveling for you it could be partying for you it could be you know clothes and sneakers and whatnot and and as you're making extra money that money that's coming in should be you know allocated and saved for what's important to you as an individual or percentage of it at least right i think so too and you know it's the pay yourself first concept pay yourself um, first nice. so if you think about this right like, let's say I'm like, hey, Socrates, I want you to go to Kansas, right? Yeah. You're like, all right, what do you need to know? Well, first, I already told you where you need to go 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But the next thing you need to know is where am I, right? <laughs> you know, because you can't get to somewhere if you don't. You're like, oh, Kansas is great. And you start walking, but you're like, wait a minute. I don't know where I am. I can't get there because I don't know where I am. So I think what I mean by this is Kansas, you know, and I don't know if Kansas is the right state. There ain't much out there. I have a cousin who lives out there and he tells me every day. He went from Miami to Kansas and I don't, I don't know what happened. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> why, man? You want to see some tornadoes. Um, you know, probably losing fans at this point. But essentially, you know, that's why I say the traveling is where you want to go, right? That's where you want your money to go. But in order to understand how to get there, you have to understand where is my money currently going, right? Once you understand where your money's currently going, then what's the next thing? Well, now I need directions. Now I need a map, right? So it's it, that's where you put the personal finance plan. It's like, I know my money's getting spent on all of these things, right? Ideally, I would like my money to be spent on traveling. So in order to do that, I have to get less of my money spent on that and more of it spent on this. And how do I do that? And it's by lowering the expenses, you know, whether it be negotiating cable bills down, um, you know, negotiating with the credit card companies and those kind of things to get your interest rates and all of those things down. Um, all of that stuff's important, but you have to figure out where you are and then where you want to go. And then you can start to build a, a path from there. How long it takes you, that kind of depends on where you started, right? If you're in, I'm trying to think of, if you're in Oklahoma, you know, Kansas is right next door, you know, and you just drive and it's a few hours. But if you're in Massachusetts, you know, you're probably going to fly, <laughs> you know, or you're going to think. So you realize you need a different vehicle to get to where you want to go based on where you currently are. But it starts from knowing where you are and where you want to go. Perfect. So, so as we hit on the income, you know, get your grind on, get your money up, get your education up, do what you have to do to get as much income as you can so you can do what's important to you allocate the money and sources to go there so after you do what's important to you you allocate the money you know um then you get to know where you where you are and as you know where you are then you can kind of start structuring your 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 you can start structuring you know your savings more you can start structuring where you're going to start dividing your savings account to to you know to a house to a car to all these other expenses that you have or you know goals that that you have within your personal finance as you know where you are you got income coming in you you know and it takes time it's, this, this doesn't really happen overnight you know so it's important to to have a financial advisor to have someone who you can you know talk to to strategize and it's a hard topic for people to talk to especially when you have to say i'm unemployed i don't make no money so how can how do we try to eliminate you know that stigma of of saying that you know i'm broke i don't have no money you know i'm poor or i'm, I'm unemployed like how can we try to make people feel more comfortable to reaching out to someone who, who's a financial advisor and not get criticized like as a as someone who as a as an advisor that you have helped many um and dozens of dozens of, of students and and people how do you make them feel comfortable and try to eliminate that that feeling of them telling you but i'm a student i got no money where do i start and where do you go from there yeah, I mean, that's a really tough one. And if you think about it, it's not even so much just financial advisors, but it's the idea of bringing on any or any sort of coach, <laughs> you know what I mean, in general in life, whether Absolutely. it's, um, you know, a basketball coach, um, 
trying to think of what other kind of coaches there are. You know, life coaches. We got, you know, we got, we got, you know, physical coaches to to to, to work out. People don't like to to show that they're weak, yeah, and people don't. People are like, oh, you need to run. Like, I don't want to run. Or hey, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, <laughs> get better in a certain area. But people don't like to show their weaknesses. They they don't get a financial coach. Like I got a financial coach when I make money. You know, because now I can say, <laughs> you know, now I can say I got money coming in. But what about those people who don't have money but they want a financial coach? They want to at least start a plan. You know and do is that a mindset that financial advisors have a financial coach have where they they don't judge they don't really you know um they can handle different situation as someone without money yeah and i think um <laughs> kind of stems to my to my days working at the bank where it's like you know people come in and you know they have the nicest bmw and stuff and all that and then but they they come up to you you know they fill out their form and you know you see how much money they really have <laughs> kind of thing right. you know and some of them will be like oh yeah, <laughs> you know I'm hiding it in, in the option in another I'm you know all my money is in Bank of America it's not an Eastern Bank it's you know what I'm like you know, my money somewhere else <laughs> Boy, this is what I make right now right? <laughs> so so you know and, and you as a personal finance how do you you know try to handle that you like oh you you try to come off with no judge with no judgmental idea or you know thought about the person correct yeah and i think it, it really stems um from just acknowledging that it's okay you know to, to the people and, it, and i think maybe like you know it might be hard but just having benchmarks or of some sort like hey the average 25 year old has 10k saved in retirement and thing and then they're like oh shit well like i have you know 11k i'm actually doing better than i thought and, and showing the opportunity for them to to not feel that way but realistically you know that's that's more of a problem with with the person themselves um that they have to overcome because the only way you can get help is is to admit there's a problem and that only comes from from wanting to change right and the, the first part as they say is is taking accountability and that's why i think that's one of the biggest things that separates people is whether or not the problems that you face in your life um are created by you right if you start to say you know my my friend says this and you'll love this too but every time you point a finger at somebody you got four pointing back at you right and the minute you start taking accountability like hey maybe these things aren't you know are actually i play some part in this like oh i'm struggling financially you know people are like oh the government sucks you know what i mean this happens blame to me. this right. happens you're blaming to everything me. else right. <laughs> yeah. you're blaming everything you know what else I mean? is going on <laughs> and i think it, it takes and that's that's the hardest part is really just getting them to change because once they want to change you know then it's just like where do i go to find these resources right. and if i want to change my finance i know where to go if i want to get more fit it's thing but i think realistically like it's hard because it really doesn't come into the first conversation but having people see where it is that they want to go in life and then being able to tie in how finance will play that role is important because i think there's a lot of people who say i want a million dollars right and you're like all right cool it's been a whole life trying to do that but what they really wanted you know what i mean which is to work independently and be financially stable Absolutely. but a lot of the times i remember reading this article and saying a lot of people if they make around 70k a year like their their happiness level increases like a lot up to like 70k and then once they get to 70k it starts to you know law of diminishing returns where like instead of like oh happiness goes up every 10k goes up and then they make 80 90 but they don't really get much happier and it's because all of the things they need are already taken care of at that level it's just all of these things that they want but i think a lot of people 
kind of get it confused where they're like, I want a million dollars. And it's like, no, you really want the lifestyle of a millionaire, not so much the million dollars itself. Right. Right. Yeah. They absolutely. just want the freedom to travel, to do these things. And it's it's starting when you start to realize that it's cool because in a way, then you realize, oh, snap, I can make 60, 70 K a year live somewhere reasonable and be good, right? You always want to aspire to be better, you know what I mean? Because 60K this year is not the same as next year. But I think it really stems into like, where, where do you want to go? And it's not so much a money thing, but it's really like, what do you want to achieve in life? You want to write a book? You want to do this? Because a lot of people, those are the things they want. And finance is a vehicle to those things, but it's not the thing itself. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to be able to share with, with our listeners, you know, the importance of you know saving and how do you save when you're trying to save for multiple things at once and you're not making that income to save for everything as much as you want you know putting five percent do you do like do you do it in in percentages as you as you have all these different categories that you want to save or do you do you set up different savings accounts do you open up five different savings accounts and you put and you put the nickname you know one's for my car one's for my house like how do you do it like how do you save for these different things how do you separate it what are some of the strategies that you would like to offer to our listeners yeah, definitely. Um, there's a million ways to approach this. Um, okay. <laughs> so for me, the easiest way is like, you know, retirement. If you have a full time job, do it to them. So for me, it's like I put four or five percent in my Roth IRA and then five or ten percent in or four or five percent. Sorry. And in, in the regular one. Um, so then that's covered. And to me, what is really important is having that stuff automated. Right. Think about this. Right. Sorry to cut you off, but talking about retirement. You know, we're talking about retirement yeah. with the job. You know, Roth IRA with it. That's that's what if you have a job. But then if you don't have yeah. a job, you know, how do you save for retirement when you when you when when you're trying when 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 you're in the gig economy or when you're just you know picking up different gigs, you know, different jobs. You know, a lot of people out here in Massachusetts don't have a green card or they do have a green card, but they're not permanent out of out a job where they can qualify for for a 401k. A lot of businesses don't offer 401k retirement, but if they want to save for the retirement. You just pretty much, you know, a CD, they can put it in a CD and start slowly saving up like that or be able to find an insurance company that offers long term savings for retirement, something more personal that doesn't it's not it's not held to an organization itself. Any ideas on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have that. And then separately, I have another account called Betterment. Um, okay, so Better, I put $50 Better a month into that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they have like an app and stuff. And there's plenty that do it similarly. But I think just having an, you know, and you can even do the same thing and achieve with your savings account. I just kind of like having it somewhere separate because with savings, it's like, I need that money tomorrow and Damn. you can get it tomorrow. You rip yeah, that right you out. Know? You just, <laughs> you'll hit that, you'll hit that trimper button so fast. you hit trimper. Yeah. I need that money i'll save next time when i when i hit the lottery <laughs> that's I, always what happens and it's always some dumb expense that you could have really prevented yeah. and things and things come up out the blue so it's very important <laughs> to keep your retirement separate from your savings all right i like that one i like that one i hope you guys are listening out there you're listening don't keep your retirement fund available <laughs> in your savings don't do that so all right so we got better we got betterment which is a, 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 a good a good resource to have your savings. I mean, you have to have your, your retirement plan separate from your accounts, better me, and be able to save slowly as you go. 
Awesome. Any other any other ideas and tips? Yeah, so pretty similar off that. So for with that one, it's, you know, currently I just put 50 a month. So it's separate from my job and stuff. But like if you if you work, it just pulls once a month so you can kind of do something similar. And there's other ones that can probably split the payments. So maybe instead of 50 at once, it's 13, um, you know, a week or something of that capacity. Okay, nice. Um, you got different options yeah like how, how you can split up for retirement but what about what about your other savings like how many savings account do you have do you have a cd account as well or or how do you save up for you know to be able to manage your personal finance yeah so with that one um i've been using that mainly so it's kind of i guess i use it in a sense as the emergency fund and thing i think one of the things that i like about these ones that are not necessarily savings but it's, it's a retirement one, but it's easy to pull money out is it usually takes four or five days to get my money. And what I notice a lot of the time is like, by the time the money would come, I would already get paid again. And then I don't really need it anymore. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's having something that makes it take a few days for the money to come out because a lot of the reasons why you're like, I'll pull for my savings is because it's going to be there tomorrow and it's so convenient. Right. But then a lot of the times it's just like, if it takes five or six days for the money to come back, then you're like, ah, I'm going to get paid on Friday anyway. I don't need this money. Like I might as well just wait anyway. And then you find out that most of the situations you never really needed the money in the first place. Or what about this? Um, Or or what about like, you got a family member that contacts you and be like, an emergency just (laughs) happened right now. you know a lot of people gonna relate to this uh, something just happened can you let me borrow this money it's an emergency and they're putting <laughs> sorry man i can't <laughs> you can relate right <laughs> you can relate oh my can god t- and the good- it happens all the time so when that happens you be like hey listen it's gonna take four or five days before <laughs> before my before i can pull the emergency funds out and by then it's already taken care of so you're so like you're you're in you're in you're in luck because you're saying yes i want to help you right you want to help your family members it's an emergency fund i got the money i can help you but by the time you get that money it's gonna be resolved absolutely it's a genius plan amari that is genius have it have it available you got it but take four to five days before it gets to you genius plan keep it away from your savings cds that where you can get it right away by calling the bank absolutely so as we're moving forward i can't jesus you're gonna have to record out my laugh bro that was that was a lot (laughs) no that was awesome that was awesome that was awesome awesome. so so um i want to get into um as we continue on oh all right pause all right cool let me pause this real quick (laughs) quick pause quick pause quick pause we're almost done Yo, I can't, bro. I, I have I have to use that excuse one day. Oh, it's gonna take four or five days four or five to come. Days. A lot of people gonna like that part right there. We, we just gained some viewers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so moving forward, we're gonna talk about like splitting up. Like you know, if if you gain, if you got, you know, if you have a, you know, if you gain income, whatever that income is, splitting up in percentages. Is that what you recommend? Like fifty five percent should cover all your all your 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 rent your 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 and all your utilities and you know pretty much your your most important expenses and then like yeah so you're talking about like if you get a lump sum of money right